Hello, welcome to HVAC Tech Tips Podcast presented to you by CE. My name is Jack Kaufman. I'm a customer assurance manager here with CE. Disclaimer, all information in the HVAC Tech Tips Podcast is intended for licensed HVAC professionals. All electrical, mechanical, and plumbing work should be performed by licensed trade professionals only. This podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, welcome to HVAC Tech Tips Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about replacement compressor failures. Now and then, we get calls when a contractor replaces a compressor, and that replacement compressor fails shortly after replacement. could be days, months, or even a year at times. So when we investigate the replacement compressor failure, we'll find that there's some sort of an issue. It could be something to do with their refrigerant lines a lot of times. We'll have a long line condition where accessories were required, but they were not used. And that's something we're going to talk about. And then you got to look at the nature of the failure. So what caused it to fail? Were the compressor windings grounded? Was it shorted windings? Was it a mechanical failure? I've changed compressors before, and as soon as I'd fire it back up, my suction would be pulling into a vacuum because I had a failed TXV. So when we have a failed TXV in this situation, that would be a high superheat. Uh, The TXV is closed down, and we're not getting adequate refrigerant to that evaporator. Essentially, we're starving in a refrigerant. The refrigerant is what allows the compressor to cool. So the cool vapor heading back on your suction line is what's cooling the motor in the compressor. So in that case, the failed TXV caused the overheat in the compressor failure over time. So we could have a burnout condition. And that's another thing you want to look at when you have any compressor failure. You should be testing for acid. And it's easier to tell. Usually, you'll have a strong odor coming from the compressor if acid is present. At that point, you will have contamination and proper cleanup procedures will be required to prevent another failure. If we have a mechanical failure, did something come apart in that compressor and go through the refrigerant lines on the unit? This is something that can also cause a restriction when we have a mechanical failure. Or I should say with, well, any failure, really, you should be clearing the lines with nitrogen, even possibly flushing the lines. You know, when you look at the cost of a TXV, you may want to just replace that TXV at the time that you're replacing the compressor because you're going to have the compressor out. You got the gas out of the system. Why not just remove it, flush everything out, put in a new TXV when you change the compressor. Another thing you should be looking at is the amount of oil in a compressor. When a compressor fails, even on the first failure, it would be a good idea to dump all the oil out of the compressor and measure it. The compressor data plate will tell you the oil charge, how much oil is in that compressor. So when you remove all the oil out of that compressor, you should have at least 80% of that oil charge. If you don't have 80% of the oil charge, it's trapped in the system somewhere. The oil could be trapped in the accumulator if you had a clogged oil screen. Um, That accumulator could also just have trash in the bottom of it from a mechanical failure. If something came apart with the previous compressor, it could be an issue that the system's piped incorrectly. It could be trapped in your evaporator. Guys, I could tell you with Carrier, Bryant, Payne, our equipment, in most cases, depending on the unit, and every unit is different, we got to look at product data. But a lot of times when we have a long line condition or a vertical rise, anytime that vertical rise is above 20 feet, a lot of times we need long line accessories. And a lot of cases, you still need these long line accessories, even if you don't have a true long line situation. A good example would say we have the air conditioner heat pump at ground level, and we have a 30-foot vertical rise into an attic. In that situation, long-line accessories will be required, even say if your total line set length is less than 50 feet. It depends on what model you have. 
So one thing I can recommend anytime you have a compressor failure, look at your piping before you put the new compressor in. Do you have a long line condition? Is it an attic job? Another thing I've seen is refrigerant line splices in hidden areas where lines may be too big or too small, affecting your refrigerant flow, the velocity, and causing lack of oil return. Another scenario could be low airflow, high static, poor duct design, etc. Also remember, anytime a compressor is replaced, all start gear should be replaced, as well as contactors, capacitors, and start relays. Fix it right the first time. Always use dryers. Anytime you open up a refrigerant system, always pull a deep vacuum, replace the dryer, follow the manufacturer's charging instructions. If you need help evaluating a failure, contact the manufacturer's tech support line for assistance. Guys, that's all I have on this episode. If you'd like to contact us, we can be reached at cma.techtips at carrierenterprise.com. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.